Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. All right, my guest on the show this week is Brandon Grissom. He is a musician, worship pastor, all-around good dude, wouldn't you say? Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, man, how's it going? It's great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm just uh, enjoying a summer day in Denver, Colorado. Very nice. Well, uh, my connection to you is I, I'm a youth pastor. Every year we take our students to CIY Move Conference, uh, which stands for Christ and Youth. And we actually last week were at CIY up in Michigan. Um, but I think the year was 2014 or 2015, something like that. Brandon Grissom Band was the worship team. Uh, for that week and you know whoever CIY puts on stage you know it's going to be top notch so our students loved it and then also it was either that year or or the year before after I saw you open uh, for Switchfoot for one of their concerts which was a separate conference and so I've got those memories and wanted to look you up and and see what you're up to now so where are you at now you said Denver Uh, what's been your musical journey to this point yeah so um I have continued to write and record. I don't have the the same band I used to tour with then. That we were based in Chicago back then. I was a worship leader with uh, Willow Creek Church for 13 years. And then um, I moved out to Denver with my family in 2016 and have continued to lead worship and, and write songs. And uh, just over the course of COVID, we planted a new church in Denver um, in the Lone Tree area, and uh, we just started our second campus down in Colorado Springs. It's called Church of the Front Range, and that's what we've been doing for the last uh, two and a half, three years. Nice. When I was looking you up and, and found your Instagram, I, I saw that uh, you've been through a lot since 2020. I know a lot of people have, but uh, your story in particular seems like a lot for anybody to go through and a lot of weight to carry, but um, if you could share about your experience, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and then also talk about, you know, what's what's been the thing or things that has kind of, you know, got you through all this uh, during this time. Yeah, so like I said, during COVID, we felt uh, myself and some of uh, the pastors that I serve with and, and my wife, we felt uh, called to step out and, and start a new church. Um, and it was a it was a crazy time because COVID was in full, sp- full swing. Um, but we, we basically started meeting in an old restaurant. Um, and in the beginning we were having, we were meeting 11 services a week. Um, and it was just crazy. Um, but God provided a, uh, a 24 hour fitness center and that we've gutted it and we've turned it into a worship center. And, uh, now we're two and a half years old, almost three years old. And God is so faithful. Um, but in the middle of all that, um, my wife um, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, and so we, we discovered that in late 2020. Um, and it's a, it's a very rare brain tumor. It's inoperable. Um, but it is slow growing. And we've been on uh, um, some different medical treatments to help treat it. And she's weathering the medicine okay, but it's pretty hard. Um, on her body. Um, And then a a few months after Becky was diagnosed, my wife, uh, my mom uh, 
passed away of cancer as well at the age of 59. Um, and so it was just a lot between the church plant and my wife's diagnosis and losing my mom. I actually developed, um, back in the day, I, you know, I had a full head of hair last time you saw me probably, but my, I, I developed alopecia from the stress. Um, my hair started falling out. Uh, my facial hair turned white. Uh, so when I grow my beard out, I look like an old man now. Um, but, uh, you know, through all this, I remember walking around Denver, um, when my wife was in the hospital and she was having multiple brain surgeries and, and, uh, she would be under for hours at a time. And I would just walk around Denver and literally cry. I must've looked crazy. I was just praying and crying, walking around the city. And this prayer came back to me that I prayed many years ago when I lost my dad, I lost my dad at the age of 50. Um, so I lost both my parents in their fifties, but the prayer I prayed back then, and it came back to me now is very simple. It's just, um, you're still good. And I still love you. You're still good. And I still love you. You're still good. And I still love you. And that has been, um, my prayer in this time. If you, if you read the book of Job, you know, and all that stuff goes down in his life, his prayer was, you give me what I have, you've taken it away, no matter what, I'm still going to praise you. That's basically yeah. the gist of it. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah. Well, that's really inspiring. I know that, uh, I mean, how much of what you've gone through, but I know the the foundation that you have. And so I, I figured you would have um, some encouraging words uh, for anyone else that's going through some stuff out there. So really appreciate you, you sharing that. And I know, music's been such a big part of a lot of people's journey of, of helping and healing. Um, obviously bands like Switchfoot are a big help. And I think, you know, music has the ability to take us places and help us through tough times. Um, how long have you been a fan of Switchfoot and, and what was it like to open for them? What was it like eight or nine years ago? Yeah. Oh man. So what's crazy is, we got invited to open for them one other time long ago in like 2001 and the date actually was the same week of my honeymoon uh, when my wife and I got married. And so I was like, dang, this was a, this would have been so fun to be able to play with those guys. Um, but uh, it came back around and we got to do it um, over in uh, at Indiana Wesleyan university. That was a really special uh, moment and uh, just love those guys that I first was introduced to them. I feel like I found a song from them on one of those back in the old days for all these, for all the young kids that they don't, they're not going to know about this, but there used, used to be able to get like Christian CDs in a box. It was called interlink. Yeah. And, be all, and then sometimes there'd be a sampler CD with like a bunch of different bands on it. And uh, I found the sampler CD and the song Underwater by Switchfoot was on there. And that was the first time I'd ever heard any Switchfoot song. So then I went, looked them up and I found Legend of Chin, their first record. And um, I, I think I read somewhere they recorded it in like two weeks or something. You probably know better than I do. Um, but that whole record was just awesome. Um, and then I was able to go see them, I think, in 98 or 99. And they, and then I, I didn't realize they were a three piece band. And so when I saw them playing three piece, these songs, I was just, my jaw was like dropping, but like, this is incredible. Um, and ever since then, I've been a huge fan. 
Love it. Speaking of old school, we're talking about Company Car today from their second record. I think when people think of like old Switchfoot, probably like the top three, they would think of Only Hope, Kim 6A, and then I think Company Car would be in there. Maybe top five. There's some other ones that, that they would refer to. But this is one of those really fun songs, but still vintage Switchfoot has this deep meaning, like when you dive into what it's actually talking about. So um, why did this one come to your mind uh, to discuss today? Well, my first two choices were Kim and uh, what was the other one I was going to do? Uh, Wish I had what I needed. Uh, how, what's the name of that song? Let that, oh, be, en- Let that be enough. Yes. <laughs> I was, I was going to sing it with you and I was like, what's the yeah, title? <laughs> those are the two. Those are my top two. And then probably number three is is company car and i think whenever that one is on new way to be human i think yep. record. and that came out in 99 i believe um and i was 19 i think when it was released and i was definitely like you know i was a sophomore in college i was doing music i was feeling that pull to ministry Um, but I was also doing country music at the time and I was kind of wrestling with my own calling and what should I be doing? And, you know, you also have this fear when you're younger, like you see adults that are older and they kind of settle into their jobs or whatever. And it feels like they've kind of settled or sold out and they're they're not really like living. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had, I think in the back of my mind, I had this fear, like, I don't want to end up like so many adults that I know and just working a job that I don't care about and just kind of phoning it in. Um, and then I heard this song and I was like, Oh, this is it, man. Like, um, I don't want to be that guy that just sells out for the company car. I don't want to be the, I, I can't remember the line, the, the gingerbread man that got eaten alive. The, um, kind of implies the, that cookie cutter, you know, life that everybody sort of, uh, trap that everybody falls into and obviously there's so much parallel to the gospel and the way of Jesus and uh, uh, living a kingdom lifestyle um, and so I think all those things just really resonated with me when I first heard the song yeah this is something that John said about the song when it came out he said that some songs are rewritten like 43 times others seem to write themselves this song wrote itself in about an hour it's a caricature of the way I see Los Angeles. Rich, fast-talking executives drive around in sporty cars. You see them uh, walk by smoking a Cuban cigar, and you wonder, what is their world like? What is life all about for them? This is a cartoon of what that world looks like to me. And it's my grandparents' favorite song on the album, so it must be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I have not heard that, and I did not know they wrote that in an hour. I would have probably yeah. blown away by that. It seems like one of those you would have toiled over the lyrics. Yeah, for sure but it just came to him. That's incredible. Yep. And, you know, musically, this is as as fun as a song can get. And if you go back and you look at live performance of this song, um, one thing they would always do like later in later years, they would have this intro like guitar playing. So people wouldn't know what it was. And then it would pause. And John would say, and this song is called the company car. So it's pretty cool. I remember that. I've seen him do that. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, ton ton of fun to listen to and sing along with, but like lyrically, you know, like such a great message. And you know, you touched on it. I was I was thinking one of my questions was like from a 
um, the things this song can teach us from both from an everyday perspective and a faith perspective. Um, I don't know if you have anything else come to mind, but I mean, I feel like there's like so many things in there, so many quirky lyrics that just mean so much. Yeah. The, uh, I wish I had the lyrics in front of me. I probably should have done that. Um, Mike was right. I don't know who Mike is. Do you know who Mike is? I do not know who Mike is. I should have looked that up. Yeah, I don't know who Mike is, but <laughs> the, the whole idea of I've gained the whole world. I'm, you know, I, I could go out and I could make tons of money, marry a supermodel, have a huge house. People know me, know who I am. Um, and you get, you get it all. And then you realize it's empty. It's meaningless. And keep in mind, this song was written long before everybody was on Instagram or yeah. this, this was before MySpace. Yep. Um, this, this was like way back. Um, but, but in a culture of, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. Um, you don't know it's empty until you either get it or, or die trying to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a, there's an invitation, um, in the midst of, of a, of a song like this to figure out the more, figure out the who, the what, the reason. Um, and obviously I believe Jesus is the fulfillment. He is the, he is the everything. Um, and so for me, it just felt like a really, when I first heard that song, I was like, this is just a really fresh um, way to sort of say, here's the problem. Here's the, here's what everybody's going after. Um, is there a cure out there? Is there something more? Um, and uh, gosh, they, they had that other song. Uh, God, what is that song? There's gotta be something more. Yeah, Augustine. What's that song called? Something more Augustine. Yeah, something more Augustine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's it's just a brilliant song. Yeah, I always want to make clear that you know it's not wrong to to have money and stuff and nice things, but we should never let those things control our lives. Like we're exactly only here for a short time, and and I think even we should be humble and grateful with what we have, even if it's. You know, sometimes people say, well, like, I, I worked hard for it. I earned this. And that may be true, but it can also be taken away in a flash. And like to walk around this earth thinking that we're we're big shots because we've got, you know, we've got stuff. Um, we're going to be humbled at some point. So I like how like the lyrics, it's basically like a sarcastic song. Like, look yeah. at me. I'm, I'm a mess, but I've got cool stuff. Yeah. Like I've become one with the ones I never believed in. Yeah. And what an incredible line. Um, yeah, I've got the company car. I'm the one, I'm the one swinging it two below par. Like, look at me. Yeah. But then, yeah, that line, like I've, I've become one with the ones I've never believed in, but Hey, I've got the company car, <laughs> you know, yeah. and the other lyrics, like, uh, I pass go, but Oh, life's taken its toll. Have I won monopoly to forfeit my soul? Yes. <laughs> so brilliant, dude. It's so good. It's like they're taking a taking a Bible verse, but turning it into like a modern, um, like a 
a poetic way of taking that into like a modern uh, setting that people would understand brilliant stuff. Yeah. Really I also good. wanted to point people's attention to that lowercase people line because, you know, earlier in the song, Mike was right when he said I'd put up a fight to be someone, a fight to be me. But now, or see, now I'm down under the pavement of Capitol Hills and lowercase people. Um, probably a lot of fans know this, but some may not. Lowercase people pulled up the Wikipedia page of that one because it is the record label founded and run by the members of Switchfoot. Um, right. Founded after the band split with their major label, Columbia. The label's name was drawn from the lyrics of the song Company Car from the album New Aid of Human. And in October of 07, John Foreman announced on their YouTube page, lowercase people records. Even that line is like, hey, we're the lowercase people. Like, we're the unimportant, you yes. know, nothing to see here. We're not, we're not the big wigs. <laughs> yes. But he and I got to tell you, man, like the, when we have, I've gotten to spend time with John and those guys two or three times. But, but that time that you mentioned when we played with them, at that university, those guys, we were, we're, we were nobody. I mean, and they came into our green room. They came into our green room and hung out with us. We're asking us questions, making us feel like we were special. <laughs> and we were just like, these guys are rad, man. They're just so, people don't, we've, we're, we've always kind of been that. I've always been in that B or C tier in the Christian music world where I'm the guy that, that comes and opens for the who's who person. Yeah. Um, and they were just so dang humble and kind and yeah, just so refreshing to be around. Yeah. And that seems to be the case for like anybody you talk to that's got any um, history with them at all, whether it's a, a fan or a band or whoever. Um, it's interesting too, that they talk about when they're at these, bigger festivals and things like they, they always feel like they're like the little guys that, you know, where do I go? Where do I stand? I don't, I don't fit in. Um, And so that's probably, probably one reason they're like, I want to, you know, be the band that supports other acts and yeah, is nice to them and stuff. So. Absolutely. Lowercase people. He also said that our goal was to remove the corporate barrier between our audience and our songs. Uh, Musically wanted to go places we've never been before. We're going to put out a more diverse collection of musical projects with more artistic control. Uh, lowercase people is our attempt to better serve this community that has supported us through the years without a middleman in the way. And as a band, it's been a dream of a lifetime to have no boundaries in our songs. So what you can expect is several diverse projects. Um, yeah, their very first record or song um, from lowercase people was actually that song with Reliant K with uh, Rebuild um, mm-hmm. featuring Matt Thiessen. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Any any project that you see that that has lowercase people takes me back to Company Car. Pretty cool. That's right. That's right. Nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Also, uh, this is a little bit on topic, a little bit off topic. Um, are you by chance a uh, Need to Breathe fan as well? I like I love those guys. Yeah, I do. They're they're a, they're an excellent excellent band. I yeah. love. Uh, Bear's voice, um, their songwriting, just an excellent, excellent band. So the reason I thought about them is because like Company Car is this song like out of sarcasm, you know, Uh Um, Need to Breathe has one of those, but it's a more serious song. And 
I don't know why I, I think about this. I want to ask somebody need to breathe sometime how they feel. So the song's called Difference Maker. And I want to know how they feel when they're playing that song live and people have their hands in the air as if they're worshiping to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's got to be awkward. Yeah, and I don't know their faith background, but their music does have this guttural, worshipful thing on it. Um, but I don't know enough about them personally to know how much of that's intentional and how much of that just is what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're believers, uh, as well. And I mean, they got oh, a they bunch are. of, yeah, they got a they bunch are. of faith, faith-based, uh, lyrics and songs that are, some of them are very direct, like multiplied. I mean, there's a bunch of very worshipful su- yeah, uh, suits. Yeah. That's true. But this particular like difference maker, he said, he even said from stage, that he wrote the song out of sarcasm because people say like, you like your music, this or your music that. And he's like, we didn't have anything to do with it. We want to like, it's not us kind of deal. Yeah. And he's like, if you ever walk around thinking like, I'm the difference maker, I'm the, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's just funny when they play that live and I see a bunch of hands up in the air worshiping to it. It's like, that's, that's a sarcastic song, but that's cool still. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good stuff. So, yeah, any other thoughts about Company Car, musically, lyrically, anything about Switchfoot that you want to mention? Yeah, I just, I have so many. It was just, they were such a formative, like, influence for me back then. And honestly, like, the, and I don't know how old you are, but Christian music in general, there are these bands that were in that late nineties, early 2000 phase that um, they, they legitimized it by being really, by being excellent, writing excellent songs, their artistry, um, because there was a lot of other stuff that was not excellent. <laughs> so when, when you were a kid in Christian music and young, you were always sort of rooting for these, for these groups that, did it well you know there's a lot there's scripture you know the psalms talk about you know playing with excellence um so you were always rooting for these these bands that that were excellent to to win um to succeed and uh just really uh i'm just so stoked and happy to see um this particular group they were just young guys back then to see what they've become the last time I saw them, um, I have a friend who's in a band uh, called Colony House. Perhaps you've heard of them. Yes. Um, we went uh, to their show um, when they were touring with Switchfoot two years ago, um, I think was the last time they were Switchfoot. And uh, we stood there on the side stage behind the audio console, behind the monitor console and watched them play meant to live you know and i hadn't seen i've seen them play meant to live live i don't know how many times but it's still it's still chills it's still goosebumps yeah the crowd the energy it's just freaking epic man <laughs> and they they just have that it thing that special thing that uh um so many of us that write songs try to capture um but they have it and uh, I'm just a huge fan. Yeah. Love that. 
Yeah, and their influence on so many others like yourself and, and Colony House and so many bands that have come up uh, being influenced by them is uh, not not just the music, but the people, um, the, the personal side of it as well. Just amazing to see. Yeah. So where can people find your stuff? Uh, you're on Instagram and got some songs on Spotify as well. Yep, Instagram, Spotify. We're working on a project right now um, with Church of the Front Range. Um writing songs and uh we actually started about four months ago we began to meet 24 7 so we have live worship around the clock now and uh in the midst of that i'm trying to capture songs and write songs and uh just keep an eye out for uh, church of the front range we'll have some, some a collection of music out hopefully in the next 12 months awesome thanks for coming on great to chat and uh praying for you and your family and all that you're going through and um Keep on rocking. Keep up the great work. You bet, man. This was fun. Thanks for the invitation. All right, brother. Well, I'm going to let you go. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. And, yeah, I'll come out tomorrow. Okay. Peace, bro. See you. Bye. It's called Company Car. Before I was even in the band. Alec, where are you? Right there. Right there. Hello, sir. You got me if I forget the words, right? <laughs> I wrote this one. Um, I remember it came to me really quick. And then after I wrote it down, I spent the rest of my life trying to remember the words. You know? <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's do it like we used to.
Right. 